Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells, episode 116, coming at you folks today, recording on a beautiful, not so hot, not as much as it has been anyway, Wednesday afternoon, July 26th. Taylor, how we doing? Don't you worry, Chance, it's going to get hot again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately made the horrible mistake of looking at the forecast, and I have... Uh, Ruined all hope that I had. Yeah, perfect. Perfect timing. I I literally was just packing my bag, so I'm actually, uh, it, for anybody who doesn't know, and we'll talk about it in a bit, I'm going to visit this fucking stink pot. Yeah, you are. Um, And I just packed a, a shitload of sunscreen. I mean, I already fucking, I'm already burnt, but like, I can't add to this shit, you know what I mean? You're permanently, you're already burnt. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, you're in a permanent state of being burnt. Yes. I just tell I- people that I get really embarrassed. That's it? All the time? All the time. Yeah, I'm just really embarrassed. Um, you know, sorry, I was ordering my coffee. I'm embarrassed. So <laughs> The the barista got your name wrong. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, with coffee, it's just I'm talking to, you know, another cute girl and I'm not allowed to. So. Ah, that's it. That yeah. definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, cute cute girls uh, having to con- uh, have a conversation with them in any sort of setting like that yeah. always always awkward yeah i'm like you're cute and they're like dude what do you want on your cheeseburger take take your fucking coffee get out of my face yeah get out of here yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh taylor you're you're coming up here because you and i are going to a very special event sure are so folks i'm gonna take a second here and tell you about this event this is called the showcase uh, for those who are not familiar, this is the ninth annual event here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, held up here in beautiful North Idaho uh, at the Coeur d'Alene Resort Golf Course. And folks, this is an absolutely fantastic event that's going to have so many fucking hockey stars here. I, okay, yeah, there's going to be a lot of other athlete, athletes that from other sports. They're cool too. But but we have an absolute fucking superstar cast of people that are showing up. Names that, folks, we have said on this show many times. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this name. Uh, Taylor, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You heard if of I saw him, I might. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky will be there. Uh, perhaps uh, two-time Stanley Cup champion Tyler Johnson. There we go. Celebrity field. There you go pulling them up there they all are uh we'll be we'll be there talking we're gonna do well we're gonna do our best to try to talk to uh, as many of these important awesome hockey celebrities that we can john cooper tyler johnson uh grant fuhrer bobby ryan i'm excited to ch- see bobby ryan that's gonna be fucking sweet. that's probably my favorite one besides i agree besides gretzky and and uh and tj so yeah that's going to be a good time. So we are absolutely excited to be attending this event. Uh, shout out to Mike Crawford for hooking us up on this and uh, allowing the Dusty Vendor podcast to be a part of this wonderful event, to, uh, benefiting the Community Cancer Fund, uh, an absolutely fantastic event that's going, all the money, you know, money's going to a good cause. So we are absolutely excited to be there. And you know what? Just because you're not with the Dusty Vendor podcast or another thing in the media or a celebrity doesn't mean you can't go. If you are interested in watching us get horrifically belligerently, just kidding. We're not going to do that. Not going to do that. Mike, Mike's going to listen to this. He's like, ah, oh, maybe I'm going to pull those press passes before. <laughs> this no, was a uh, mistake. 
<laughs> yeah, not not getting belligerently drunk uh, on the golf course. That's not happening. Uh, but you can come see us, or you can go, you know, see the actual celebrities that are actually there golfing. Uh, just show up. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks will get you onto the course, and you can watch celebrities uh, go out there. And I was about to say pretend to golf, but I think a lot of them are probably pretty good at golf. I think like Larry Fitzgerald. It's not a hockey guy, but if you know football at all, Larry Fitzgerald's a pretty decent golfer. I mean, Gretzky can't be bad. It's all he does is golf, right? That's and that's he, fair. And his daughter is married to a freaking pro, like one of, you know, used to be one of the best in the world. So he can't be terrible. No, he's got to no. be decent. So uh, definitely an exciting thing. It's, uh, once again, $20 to get you into the event. There's parking. More details at showcasegolf.com. Guys, check it out. Come out and see us. It's only a one-day event. only happens once a year. So come on out, support a great cause, and uh, see some celebrities. Oh, and there's also, if you are really loaded, uh, bid on some of the cool auction items they got. <laughs> Even if you're not, if you're just feeling like, you know, the the money from your paycheck is burning a hole in your pocket, uh, come out and buy it. Yeah, it's good. come out they and buy have, some of the stuff there. They have a legit signed, like, plaque or something by one of the guys that killed Osama bin Laden. That's I mean, there is a tactical mask. Yeah, no, it's right. It's it, oh yeah, you've got okay, you got the list up right here. It's it's a little further down, I think. It's like it, right there, right there, starting bid. Uh, right, Robert O'Neill, Bin Laden. Is that really? Story. No, yeah, shit. I'm fairly certain that that's a guy who literally shot Bin Laden. Oh God, I hope that's the knife that he shot him with too. Oh, and he signed the knife too. Okay, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> But actually, the tactical helmet would be fucking cool. I'm, that I'm, would be pretty cool. It reminds me of like sick. a like a Mandalorian thing. I'm just a fucking I'm a weirdo. I would literally just put that on and like wake up at three a.m. Yeah, and just scare the living shit out of my wife. Oh, it's it's that it's that uh, that Instagram thing I sent you with like dude thoughts, and the guy's just like standing there. He's like, need a gas mask, <laughs> and he like looks out the window. He's like, that stick looks like a gun. I want it. <laughs> I want it <laughs> and then, he, and then he, he draws the fucking bow back he's yeah, like need yeah a bow. i want a bow could get real good at it <laughs> just sit in the backyard it's fucking great it's pretty good oh it's, it does oh yeah no shit okay yeah so here you go yep here's yep, the here's the bin laden yep, this is so this about. is so north idaho dude like oh Classic. Who else is gonna have this at their fucking silent auction? Dude? I would fucking I look if I had if I had four hundred ninety five dollars to spend, sure, uh, uh, to get the signature of the guy who shot Bin Laden. Come on, that's that's pretty up there. And now look, nowadays in our uh, politically diverse climate, there's not too many things that we can all agree on. And I think one of the very few things we can agree on is that Bin Laden wasn't a great dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a universal thing. Like, I don't care if you're right or left or Republican or Democrat. I, I'm pretty sure we could all agree that Bin Laden wasn't a great guy. So uh, I think we could all, all get behind that. The only people that might not agree with that was, like, wasn't he in a compound with, like, his family and shit? It's like, maybe his family doesn't believe that, but everyone else is like, you know. yeah. He, he had, like, nine wives. Guy. Like, I don't know. They were all in there? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Isn't the what was the one with I think it was wasn't Chris Pratt in it like Zero Dark yeah, Thirty or some Zero shit Dark Isn't that what maybe it is? something yeah. like that yeah there you go. I don't know but yeah uh, as far as hockey stuff goes uh, Wayne Gretzky signed mask Jeremy Roenick signed mask like that's some cool stuff there I think this shit's cool too but you know I just fucking golf dude so a little Jack yeah, Nicholas you're a Masters fucking, flag the, yeah you're a fucking golf I player. I uh, 
surprisingly not a Rory McIlroy fan, but you know, I'd get this Jordan Spieth one for sure. So nice. Oh yeah, there's some options on this on this site, so definitely go check it out. Uh, guys like Larry Fitzgerald threw some jerseys in, and uh, Dustin Pedroia. I don't know if anybody anybody watches baseball, but uh, he's going to be there. But uh, that's why his jersey's here as well. So yeah, cool little setup. Absolutely. So come on out, support a good cause. Come say hi to us. Uh, we'll definitely be there. Uh, drinking some beers and uh, catching some rays and saying hi to some celebrities. Oh yeah. Hopefully, hopefully uh, getting some good content for you guys for your summer editions of the dusty vendor podcast. That's right. I'm hoping someone just like gives me a celeb shot, you know, and, and I get to come hit a golf ball. Nice. Um, that's my goal. All right. Like me, right. like just see Bobby before the round. And he's like, bro, you just come, you come fucking, you come up to a, uh, T number two, and you can smack one. That sounds about right. right. Bobby Bobby likes to hang out around here because him a lot of them go to Gazer. Mm. I bet Bobby's a fucking well, not anymore, but I bet he was a time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Now he drinks Absolutely. like water in the fucking corner or something. Yeah, I was gonna say he he could right. probably he could probably throw back a shot with us or something if he was still doing that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, unlike so- unlike Galchenyuk. Sorry. Yes, I, had, oh, I had to throw shit. that in there. Did we hit? Did we hit on that in the last episode? I don't know. Or did that happen after? Your guess is as good as mine. Fuck. Well, folks, if if you're still listening to us and you haven't completely tuned out, this is one of our summer episodes where we kind of just jump around a little bit because in reality, there's not a lot of hockey news. So yeah. um, we'll we'll hit on stuff and and give you guys kind of some analysis. But yeah, this is one of more our more free flowing, uh, have fun with it episodes. Sure. Yeah. So uh, also, in addition to the showcase, this episode is sponsored by the Hub Tavern out in Spokane, Washington on Monroe. The Hub Tavern is your home away from home, the premier and best and only hockey bar in Spokane, Washington. Uh, I will definitely try to uh, guilt trip Taylor into going out there because he has yet to step foot in the business. So called out on the show. I'll be there. I'll be, <laughs> dude. You know, you know, eight or like seven, eight hours of golf and beer oh, yeah. and hockey. Talking to hockey people, like I'm gonna. That's the first place I want to go. Absolutely. So we uh, shout out to the Hub Tavern. Absolutely love it out there. Always, even even when hockey's not on, that place is an absolute fucking great place. Dave and Mona, the owners, are just unbelievable people. They're just awesome. So if you're in Spokane, check out the Anchor Alliance member, the Hub Tavern out in Spokane, Washington. Also, episode sponsored by, of course, the Hockey Podcast Network. The Hockey Podcast Network sponsors the Dusty Bender Podcast and hosts dozens of other hockey podcasts. So jump on over to the Hockey Podcast Network and check out all of the hockey podcasts that they have to offer, whether you're just a general fan of hockey or have a specific team in mind. They probably have a podcast for you. Not that you need another one because you have us. So that's right. That's right. All right. And last but not least, Fire Chief John Miller. Ooh, baby. Fire Chief John Miller has been sponsoring this show since since its earliest days. Longtime listener, longtime supporter. Absolutely love the guy. Probably really busy right now with all the heat and the wildfires. One time host. John Miller. One time, once only, only guest host, really. No, I think De- I think uh, Dev was your other one. I think he he was a he was a third wheel kind of though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he actually served as a full as a full episode. That's fair. And Johnny Boy did better anyway. Sorry, Dev. 
boy, ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> he knows it. Both of them know it. You know. Oh, absolutely. Devin. Devin's like, I don't. I'm not going to argue that even. <laughs> fucking good ship. And John's like, fuck yeah, I was. Yep. Damn right. <laughs> All right. Taylor, anything else housekeeping wise before we move on? Not for me. Perfect. I, I mean, I'm I'm not jobless anymore. I think that's probably the only big news that I have. That's right. You're not yeah. a bum anymore. I actually had to fucking work this week. Yeah, God, it sucks. you're not used to it, huh? It sucks. And I, you know, I felt like I couldn't drink as many beers on the fucking golf course because the the government wasn't paying for it. Boy, ain't that the truth? It's, it's you, trash. The best tasting beers are the ones that the government pays for. That's right. I mean, <laughs> you know, fuck, fuck my mortgage and shit. Like, you know, I was drinking beers. So. That's right. All right, without further ado, let's get into some hockey news, which, as I mentioned previously, not too much of, but you know what? You're talking to a couple – you're listening to a couple professionals here, folks. That's we right. can take one topic and just – you want to talk about Vince Dunn re-signing for four yeah. years? Fuck, we're going to talk about it for the next hour. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it should happen. All right, next. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's start out first. Uh, probably – well, I don't know. What do you want to say? Was was the Blackhawks owner dying probably the biggest bit of news? Yeah, I think depending on the timeline, the Galchenyuk shit got a lot of fucking news. That's true. Um, it did. Yeah. But I, I will say it, it is a shame. Like, I, you know, I, I know uh, the owners were like the only people technically left from the fucking. So, like, are yeah. we sure this wasn't an inside fucking job? You know what I mean? Like Gary just, Bettman. Just to clean house someone. even more. Clean house. You know, he got yeah. rid of Quenville and, and everybody else. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's – I don't want to make fun of it. But, you know, it is – it sucks when somebody dies. But um, – I I man. did see I did see a pretty funny tweet about this because, you know, obviously uh, with the Kyle Beach stuff, Wurtz is going to be, you know, a, a controversial figure. And the perfect quintessential tweet on this was uh, – Something along the lines of like, look, I'm seeing a lot of lot of vitriol and a lot of hate on on Wurtz right now, but we need to handle this the exact same way that he would. Just ignore it and pretend there's not a problem, and just move along. Yeah, which <laughs> I didn't even know that this guy died, so I'm gonna there spend go. about two minutes on it, there you and go. then I will I will move on. Sure, you know I'll sure. hear the news and then just basically say. Not in my organization. Not on my podcast, Chance. Are we going to talk about this for more than fucking two There you go. So. There you go. There um, go. Look, in, in all in all seriousness, the guy, like, yes, the Kyle Beach stuff is definitely a tarnish on the guy's legacy as the Blackhawks owner. That being said, I mean, on ice performance, he turned around a really dying, I wouldn't say dying franchise. It's it's an original 16. But, I mean, you you remember the Nikolai Javi Bullen and Tony, Tony Amonti days? Like, Oh, yeah they were trash like the chicago blackhawks were not respected they were outside of the playoff race for multiple years i remember growing up i just never took them seriously they weren't they weren't even bubble teams no so there is something to be said about getting a solid owner that believes in your club and i you know i think even even teams that are right now that really struggle like the coyotes like the coyotes i think would really do well with an owner that just like believe they just need somebody that believes in them you know, and I think that's that's what the Blackhawks got, and obviously he picked up three cups to show it. So, um, there at least for on ice legacy, uh, on ice product, uh, he definitely was successful in that regard. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, and all this shit with Kyle Beach, like, like maybe, maybe Brad Aldrich was also, you know, yeah, giving it to her. It's like he just, you don't know, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Maybe he was a victim for all we know. Who knows? I, in any case, I think it's what it is. Is that you know that Kyle Beach stuff? I think, I think too many paint, too many paint with a broad brush. I think that you know guys like Taze and Kane, they get do do they deserve some pushback on it? Totally. Yeah. But do they should they get the same amount of shit that like the guy who actually did the shit to Kyle Beach? Did? No, of course not. So I I think that and I think that we kind of mix that up sometimes. Like the level of hate that Taze and Kane get sometimes is like the level of hate that should be reserved for the guy that actually did the stuff to Kyle Beach. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's, I'm not, I'm not excusing their behavior. I'm just saying like, I think there's, yeah, but it's, it's because he's irrelevant, right? Yeah. Like, like, what is it? Brad Aldrich or whatever his name is. Brad Aldrich, Brad Aldrich. Like he's, he's fucking irrelevant, right? We, we will now never he know. Now he is. Well now, yeah. Well he moved down to like, didn't he move back to like juniors or some shit and was like doing the same thing. Isn't that kind of, that's yeah. kind of like how it all came out, right? Yeah, he got um, demoted, basically, or something like that. Yeah, they were basically they were just like, yeah, brush under the rug and just send him down to fucking juniors. Sure. Which that's shitty, but I, you know, yeah. but that's the thing is like we talk about Kane and Taves and Quenville and fucking you know those and, uh, who was it Sullivan or, or Bowman? I mean, um, yeah, whoever the GM was at the time. Yeah, Bowman. Yeah, Bowman. Um, you know, we, we talk about those guys just because they actually fucking matter. Like, this was, yeah. the, he was, a, the, you know, Aldrich was a fucking nobody, and that's, right. and that's a shame. Like, like you're saying, right, the, the wrong, atti- or the attitude and the, the hatred is going towards, you know, guys that don't deserve it nearly as much. Um, but, you know, that's what happens when you're a superstar. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you, make, when you make millions of dollars to play a game... Uh, most of the time you can't get away with saying like, oh, you know, stop being mean to me. It's like, no, well, fuck or, you. Like, yeah, yeah. Or uh-uh. you hire a good PR person, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like it reminds, it reminds me, you know, like right now the writer strike is going on. It reminds me, you know, the last time we talked about a lockout in the NHL, like, do I, do I lean a little more towards the players on that? Sure. But at the end of the day, it's, it's millionaires arguing with billionaires. Like, what is this? Sorry. I missed what you said. The writer oh. strike. Yeah, like all of Hollywood is shut down right now because the writers are on strike. Oh fuck! There's a podcast with the guys from Workaholics. Uh, they were just they they've been talking about it for a couple episodes. I just I'm too lazy to fucking sure. see what they're talking about. But you've been okay. working so hard now. Well, fuck yeah, dude! Five a.m. comes real fucking early. I'll tell you that much. If anyone's if anyone's seen the world at five a.m., it looks a lot different. It's so different. Fucking sucks. The world is the, the Matrix hasn't even loaded yet at five a.m. Yeah, and I was like, oh, cool, I'm starting this new job. Like, I should just stop zinning as well. So I've been in, like, a shit mood. I've been tired, you know, like, just fucking dumb. I'm a dumbass. I'm a (laughs) That's fine. I've accepted it. I'm accepted my fate. So now you're going to drive out to North Idaho and and get drunk on a golf course, so. (sighs) Shit, if I must. Multiple golf courses. Yeah, I'm going to be on a golf course three days in a row. Jesus. No. I don't know. I, I admit I could probably give golf another shot, but man, that's so much fucking time on a golf course. You want me to bring my clubs for you? Yeah. Yeah? You want them? Yep. Yep. All right. I'll bring them. I'll take them. I got to set an alarm for myself. I'm that. F- I'm actually dumb. Like, I have to have a calendar fucking invite and announcement oh, in order for you're you to remember. Adult, you're adult dumb pretty shit. hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have kids. I don't, like, I don't know. My brain's just 
fried from a bunch of pot and beer. Yeah. So. I, I probably point to, uh, what, senior year at college? Yeah. Yeah. That definitely was not the, uh, was not the worst year of my life. I yeah. just, I, but I couldn't tell you because I, I don't remember a ton of it. That's fair. Yeah. No. The the I, I remember the last brain cell dying at uh Chance's graduation birthday bash. Yeah, no, it was well it was probably yeah, I probably got split in half. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, there was already there's only one left and it's yeah, right, the only the only reason I'm still going today is I got half of one left. I remember coming I remember leaving that party for a second to go pick up more beverages and came back and all you did was welcome you welcomed me to my birthday party. <laughs> that you were already at yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds about right. Welcome to Chance's birthday patch. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Please come in, drop your beer off. Yeah. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah. That sounds right. All right. So RIP, uh, IRP works. And uh, I think the Blackhawks are still going to be okay. But uh, always, always not good when somebody dies. You don't wish death sure. on anybody. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Let's, let's jump to some cracking news here. Uh, Vince Dunn, future captain, question mark, mm. uh, re-signs with the Seattle Kraken after a fairly, you would say, lengthy negotiation process. I mean, it's that's pretty normal for those bigger contracts. for Avoided arbitration, so that's good at yeah, least. Yeah, right, right. Which, you know, never is never a good thing. Like, you you hear horror stories from players who go to arbitration. They, they go there and they're like, I don't want to play a single second for this team anymore. Because <laughs> it's basically, I mean, it's basically a court hearing where your team goes there and says all the good things about you. And then the team that you're literally trying to play for goes out there and just talks about how fucking terrible you are. That's fair. I, I just imagine teams like, you know, you go into this arbitration and you just they stick you in a fucking dark room. The lights flickering and stuff, you know, like there's just there's like just unknown substances all over the ground. The arbiter comes out. The arbiter. <laughs> sounds Through. fucking sounds fucking like Dungeons and Dragons type shit. Yeah. What was the, the, yeah, there's, there's there was a super creepy video game I used to play. Um, it was kind of like that. Oh, what the fuck was it called? I'll think of it. Okay. But yeah, that's just that's what I'm imagining. It's just you know, and then they're not in the same room. You know, mm. like they're just staring at like mirrors, so they only right. see themselves. But then over the PA system, um, it's the fucking guy from Saw. You know. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Jigsaw. <laughs> Jigsaw. There you go. Fuck it, Jigsaw. Jigsaw, is in there. Jigsaw comes in, does one little fucking lap around you in his tricycle, and then goes back out the door. Mm-hmm. Fitz, yeah. you had an amazing season. At your feet is a saw. <laughs> if you You're want to play off. next season, you will sign the contract. Uh, how am I supposed to sign it with the saw? I don't know. <laughs> with your blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like arbitration. Yeah, it's uh, the fuck fucking Francis comes out. He just pulls the jigsaw mask off as he walks out. <laughs> oh Jesus! You think he knows how to ride a tricycle? I don't see Francis. Absolutely, riding he knows how to ride a tricycle. Yeah, you think he's like he's got? Being... In fact, I bet he drives around one of those three wheeled cars. The oh, it was what is this? Spider like slingshot or yeah, slingshot. Spider? That's slingshot. it. Yeah, 
Yeah, slingshot. Yeah, I bet he, I guarantee you he's got a fucking slingshot that he, he definitely rides that sucker around, like, Lake Washington or something, you know? Oh, he's just down in Queen Anne's, just fucking cruising. Just just parks it at the front of the beer hall? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what he does. Nobody nobody in there actually knows what he looks like, you know? Well, I you swear, could probably well, get away with that. You could probably, probably get away probably with could. that. probably could. For a little bit longer. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, you know, with... Yeah, Seattle is kind of fucking sports crazy, so there's only, it's only I mean, a matter of time. With the success the Kraken had last year, they're definitely starting to learn the faces of these guys. Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. But, but, so, speaking of, Seattle fans are going to have four more years to recognize Dunn's face, because he signed for four years for $29.4 million. $29.4. What is that yearly? Seven it's like something? like seven and change. That's right around where I had him, dude. Yeah, I think seven point three five. Seven point three five. I, I think we we kind of talked about it in a previous podcast. Like it would be, it'd be good to get him around the six six and a half. Realistically, his value based on last season was right where they fucking got him. He's and probably asking also, for eight. He was probably at eight, right? So I think yeah, I think it's a good meet in the middle, you know. Uh, four years, four years is definitely a little bit of a prove it deal. It is. If you thought I, he was really worth seven three five or whatever you just said that I can't fucking remember. Seven point three five, yeah, yeah. I, four I, years. You, you're so, locking his ass up for seven eight years, dude. He's he's twenty six right now. He'll be thirty by the time. So you could argue you're getting him through the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, depending on how he is, you know, statistically speaking, players usually trying to wind down, wind down when they hit their 30s. Not always, but just statistically speaking. So uh, it's it's kind of shades of the Alex DeBrincat deal because I was I when I saw that they signed DeBrincat for four years with the Red Wings, I was like, well, that's not a lot. Like you should have locked him up. And all the Red Wings fans are praising this as like, oh, we get to bring Cat right through his prime years and we don't have to worry about him when he drops off and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, I, I get that to a degree, I guess, but I don't know. Like, that's a guy that you can plan a team around. And yeah. Dunn, I don't know. It is Dunn a true 1D? That's debatable. Yeah, it's, I think hard, it's, debatable. To, it's hard to decide right now. Definitely a, two, definitely a 2D. Sure. Definitely a 2D. Um, I think if you put him on like an actual, like if he goes to Vegas, Dunn's playing on the second line for sure. Can I tell you, can I throw a name at you and just you, you tell me if you are feeling it. Hit me with it. Dunn is essentially the guy that replaced him in St. Louis. He is a Tory Krug for me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you give yes. him, you give him the opportunity to play with Adam Larson, who is strictly a fucking shutdown guy yep. on a top line on a team that has talent up front, but you're getting first power play minutes. He's going to do well. If yep. you're, if he's Tory Krug and he gets buried on a second pairing and, you know, you know, kind of doesn't, doesn't really click with the number one power play and follows to number two, he's going to have a 30 point season. Yeah. You know, so at, that's to me, that's that's oh, it's, they're almost identical. I don't know. That's just the way that I think about him. I would I wouldn't say, you know, not this isn't one to one. Right. I wouldn't say like the way he plays is exactly Tory Krug. It's just it's it's kind of kind of is. I mean, it's kind of a reminder for me. Sure. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. I And, and I think that's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. I think that at the end of but is but then that opens up the same question. Is Tory Krug a number one D? 
I, with a nice shutdown D yeah. of Adam Larson, he can he can put up numbers like a, a number one D. But I agree with you. I think he, you know, there's just there's I would is there thirty two defensemen better in the league than Vince Dunn? I I wouldn't quite get there. You know what I mean? But I could mm-hmm. I could throw you twenty twenty five. I you know what I'm saying? Well, and it, and it, uh, nowadays, like you know, when we talk offensemen, it's pretty clear, black and white, like the categories of what a good offenseman is and what they're good at when they're not. But defensemen, like I, I think we've just lost touch of what a good defenseman is because by by definition, a defenseman, the best defenseman, should be good at defense. So like we're talking about who the best, who's the best shutdown defenseman in the league. Yeah, but but that person doesn't contribute on the offense or anything at all. Whereas, you know, the, the most like it's just blasphemous to me, like how far we've strayed on the Norris trophy. Like, I'm not saying that Eric Carlson is not talented and we can even dive into that right now. Um, I'm not saying that Eric Carlson isn't talented. He, he absolutely is. But he was one of the biggest defensive liabilities last year. You know, it, it's you know, he was he's a better version of Tony D'Angelo. You know, Tony, pe- people pick up Tony D'Angelo because he can help out on the power play and he can work a quarterback, a power play or a blue line in the offensive zone, but he's a massive defensive liability. He's basically a fourth offenseman. So sure. when you're talking about this, like is, is William Carlson or is, I'm sorry, is Eric Carlson the best defenseman in the league? In my opinion, no, like he's not even close. Because in my opinion, the best defenseman is defensively sound first and then also contributes offensively. Yeah. So you you know I you know I differ on you than, than this. Mm-hmm. I think Eric Eric, Car- okay, Eric Carlson's totally fine with me winning the Norris. I think it's hilarious to break out the Norris. So a lot of people were saying there should be an offensive defenseman and a defensive yeah, defenseman. Yeah, I don't trophy. I don't like that either. Here's here's my thing. And this is this is kind of why I, I disagree with you a little bit. Okay. What are you what are you gonna what are you gonna give fucking stats for? Right? What are you gonna say? The most clean breakouts? Good luck fucking counting no. that and telling telling little children that that's why this random fucking no name just won the Norris. Are you gonna give it for plus minus the the thing that literally people around the league fucking hate? You fucking hate it. I don't. So what are, what are you gonna what, what category no. are you gonna give them? I, I'm saying that plus minus is not in a perfect science. I agree. Okay? It's not. I if you're if you're a plus five or a minus five, it it means nothing. Like sure. it's 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 a roll of the dice. You accidentally stepped on the ice at the wrong time. I get that. But extremes one way or the other, that's an indicator. Eric Carlson was minus twenty six this last season. On a Sharks team, that's pretty fucking good. I'm sorry, but that's pretty fucking good on it. Absolutely garbage. He scored all their fucking points. He hasn't had a ba- he hasn't had that bad of a plus minus since 2010 when he played for Ottawa. Sure, but that's because he was minus 30. Yes, but that's that's the last time that he was on a shitty team and he was the only defender. What he was playing with fucking what is it? I, Jacob Magna for the whole year? Like, come on, that's an my NHL point, player, dude. Look, okay, and I and I, I I understand where you're coming from, and I and I and I I'm not saying that your point's wrong. What I'm saying is, is just like to be a defenseman of the year, you have to be a defenseman first. And I think that Eric Carlson just isn't. He, he's he's an offenseman on the blue line. 
Sure. And that's and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But when you say like, and maybe maybe I'm biased because I hold all Norris Trophy candidates and winners to Nick Lindstrom. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just like he is and the that's natural a high bar, dude. I I understand that, but shouldn't that this is the best defenseman of the year? Like you've got to hold him to that regard. So not only was Nick Lindstrom instrumental, but did he power those offensive lines? No, but he was an instrumental part of them while, while also being incredibly defensive, defensively sound. So I, I, I agree with you in that regard. I do think, and I mean, you look at the Victor Hedman, the Roman Yossi, the um, Drew Doughty, the Brent Burns of the world, right? Duncan Keith, right? I'm just kind of going through. Let me just pull this yep. up. Let's go. Let's go through a couple of Norris guys. I just um, want to uh, let me let me point something out while, while you looked that up. Nick Lindstrom, in his entire career from 1991 to 2012, Nick Lindstrom had one season where he had a minus plus minus. One season, 2010, how, how, 20, 2010, 2011, he was minus two. Sure. What, what, what were the, what were the records? Are you able to see the records of those teams? Uh, well, I mean, it's the Detroit Red Wings, so I can tell you. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the early 90s Red Wings were okay, but they were still coming out of the Dead Wings era. You know, the 97, 98, 99 Red Wings were just fucking unbelievable. Um, his top, his top plus mine, Jesus Christ, I can't even... In 2002, so I think they won the cup in 2002, Nick Lindstrom was plus 40. Right. Oh, and then he did it again in 06, and then he did it again in 07. Yeah. I mean, that's but, fucking unreal. But that's the thing. He's he in any of those teams, he was not on a fucking bottom five team. That's well. In an era where, in an era where okay. this was, there was the most amount of points scored this year. That's right? a fair point. So, so I think, I think, you know, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think, I think if someone was a little closer in the points department as Carlson this year, then we, we really should have had a nice conversation about, okay, you know, where does the defenseman start and where does, where does the, the, the sixth or the, sorry, the fourth you know, forward yeah. stop, right? I know what you meant. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think I think just the amount of, you know, it's just all the variables, right? Shitty team, literally the only fucking defenseman on that team had like 20 something points more than the next defender. Like there it just the list goes on and so I think I think so, you start adding all those variables together. I I complete I'm okay with Carlson. Let me this year. I'm okay. With let him. me let me cause, so let me pitch this to you. So Looking at last year's defensive point totals, you've got Eric Carlson had 101 points. Very impressive. Minus 26. Like 101 points for an offenseman is an impressive year. Totally. 100%. So the fact that he did it as a defenseman is pretty good. Granted, at sacrificing defense, but still. uh, Still an impressive point total. Josh Morrissey had 76 points. And was a plus two. Mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes also had seventy six points and was plus fifteen. Mm-hmm. I think my point is that in order to be qualified for the Norris, it's defense first, and then you look at the offense. I'm not. I'm not saying that the offense means nothing. I'm not saying that we give it to you know. Okay, let me let me hit this button. Uh, the oh, this is, actually this is a fun trivia question for you. 
who had the highest plus minus of defensemen last year? I bet you it was Hampus Lindholm. You fucking looked, didn't you? I looked a long time ago. I oh, looked okay. like towards the end of the year. Yep. And he was killing it. So uh plus yeah. forty nine. Yeah. Yeah. But how plus many 49. points? So how many points did he have? Um he had fifty three, which is not that was pretty good on, on a that's good boss. Nothing, team, though, right? honestly. That's that's. I was about to make a point of like saying like, oh, you know, that's not, you know, plus minus isn't everything. But honestly, fifty three points with a plus forty nine is not bad. Honestly. Pretty good. It's the most dominant NHL team in the last fucking. So okay, century, I, I wasn't even planning on dying <laughs> on this particular hill, but like I'd be sitting here making an argument that Hampus Lindholm should have earned the Norris. I so the 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 one that I've seen that's kind of fun. It's it's literally just apples to oranges, right? But okay, it's kind it's kind of fun to think about. Um, if you were to to put actual weight under the plus minus, especially for defensemen, um, just adding it up, right? So one hundred and one minus twenty six, right? He's mm-hmm. at he's at what eighty five? No, seventy five. Mm-hmm. So Carlson's at seventy five. Norris Trophy points, right? If, okay. you, if you want to think about it like that, right? So, so I agree. So guys like like Lindholm with fifty, what'd you say, fifty three, and yep. forty nine. So, I mean, you know, guys like that. That's that's technically, you know, he's he's much higher. Mm-hmm. So I I do I do see that to a degree. Um, but then I think if, it should it should yeah. be opposite. You know, like if you're an offenseman, I also think that plus minus should play a role in you know weighing a trophy. But it's not the primary factor. Like, if you're an offenseman, you should be looking, like, for uh, for Rocket Richard or uh, the Hart. Like, if you're an offenseman, you should be looking at goals and points first. And then, and then you check your way down the list. Yeah. Whereas a defenseman, you work the other way. Like, first off, you ensure that this person is a solid defenseman. Do, do they make sure that they limit goals on their team? Yes. Okay, do they also contribute offensively? Then you go to there, not the other way around. Yeah, I and I, I'm I'm okay with that. It's just it brings me back to the point of how the, how the fuck are you gonna how are you gonna, gonna convince people? Yeah, how how are you gonna how are you gonna tell people that that's that's the way we're doing it? Yeah, this guy is super shitty. This guy had like fucking twenty points, but you know he had a plus six hundred, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just it's that's a hard sell. Uh, so I, I don't disagree. I think I think it was a closer race than, right? I, I think people were like, oh, Eric Carlson, for sure, because he's got 101 points. I think it's a closer race than that just because sure. of because of what you're saying, right? Like, you know, how how was the actual defense for the fucking defensive trophy of the year? Shit. Um, I mean, look, you know. by, by your logic, being on a bad team, like Josh Morrissey put up 76 points, 60, six and 60 assists, 16 goals, and a plus two, like that's that's fairly impressive. That is pretty good. I think, I yeah. If you look at Quinn Hughes too, right? Like I think, yep. I think if 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 it were to just be completely cut and dry, right? Points and plus minus, right? So say that's just the way that we go about it. Fuck the fact that Rasmus Dahlin has plus twelve on a Buffalo team is impressive. I mean, my, Buffalo was at least in the fucking hunt. San Jose better. wasn't good from the fucking start, right? That's I fair. mean. So yeah, I think there's just there's there's a ton of variables that go into it. I think I think it's ignorant to say 101 points easily means the Norris Trophy. I completely agree with you there. I think that's fucking stupid. <laughs> who just just for shits and giggles, to, as mildly off topic, who has who had of the defensemen 
who were the top three high, uh, lowest plus minus? Lowest plus minus, they had to be ducks, dude. They had to be fucking Amazingly, ducks. you don't get a duck until number five. Was it Shattenkirk? No. No shit. Somebody named Benoit. Oh, Simon Benoit, yeah. Benoit. That was, Sh- uh, that was Shattenkirk's partner, so that kind of makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. He was minus 29. God damn, dude. Uh, going up from there, Mario Ferraro. I think that's I think Sharks. Was was, was it, it was. Uh, was that Carlson's line mate? Uh, I mean, it could have been at the end of the year. I know the, I know whatever Megna that the Kraken got. Oh, yeah, yeah. That he was there. He was his partner until, you know, a couple weeks before the trade deadline. That's right. Um, and then <laughs> number three, Ben Sherrod at minus 31. Hey, there you yeah, go. <laughs> we're really loving that. Loving that free agent uh, that's signing. That's nice. Uh, Seth Jones at number two with minus 38. Good God. And then uh, Andrew Pecky. With the Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus Blue Jackets, at, huh? At minus 41. Good God. 13 points. Minus 31. Thir- minus what? 41? Minus 41 with 13 41 points. 41 with 13 points. So in our system, he would have had negative 28 Norris Trophy points. Jesus Christ. His average time on ice was 21-14. That's the problem. You can't be giving him that much fucking ice time. <laughs> and you're telling I think they have him on the fucking I think they have him on daily faceoffs. Like he's gonna yeah. he's gonna start the fucking yeah. year. And, hey get Andrew out. Andrew, get out there. Coach, I just got scored on back to back to back. Dude, yeah. coach. I can't do it. I cannot get scored on again. It's it literally like my wife's gonna leave me. Elf Elvis isn't even trying anymore, coach. He's on a blonde in the stands. Elvis, Elvis literally came up to me on the last faceoff and said, "You're on the ice. I'm letting everything in. I don't want to be out there. Please don't make me do it." Oh he's no! Like, there's a fucking there's a fucking uh, three on two. He's just crying. <laughs> he just lays down. Oh shit! All right, let's pull this up. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna share this here. Okay. Um, there he is. God damn it. There's your 2023-2024 Columbus Blue Jackets blue line, folks. Let's let's see if that was just a fluke. Okay, so he played the year before and he was minus 14. But he only but he only okay. So it's, uh, okay. But he had I what played, like 13 minutes or something? Uh uh this one doesn't say his time on ice, mm-hmm. but uh penalty minute Okay, so 21-22. Two goals, 13 assists, 15 points, 60 penalty minutes. Nice. <laughs> minus 14. The only way that would be better is if it was 69 penalty minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would make more sense. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I think as long as he's on the squad, there might be a problem with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Dude, I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you, this is David Yurichek's spot right here. Yurichek... <laughs> There's no way he goes minus forty one in his fucking first Mm-mm. NHL season. Mm-mm. There's just no way, dude. Oh, that I'm... hurts. Jesus Christ, that is so oh, rough. That hurts. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, so, Pecky. No, so we kind of went down a rabbit hole with the Norris, but like speaking of Carlson, uh, still a lot of rumors, and you know, as you and I are uh, partial to the Seattle Kraken, there, it, 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 every time a new rumor pops up. Kraken's name. They don't seem to be front runners, but they're still in the mix. You know what? 
I I'm with you. I don't I don't think it's worth Carlson's contract. So I completely agree there. I I like this from another angle. I like this from Francis fucking knows he needs better D on the back end if he's gonna have any fucking shot. So yeah. I like it. I like it from that angle. I don't like Carlson as the name. I think that shows you like that's kind of where his mindset is. Like he's even if he's just checking in with San Jose, right? He's, he's gonna just, stick him with Magna again. God, he fucking or he sends Magna back the other way. Yes. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, you fucked me with Magna, so here's yeah, fucking fuck Magna. this guy. I'll take the other one. Thanks. Yeah. Let me. Get, I meant the other one on the last one. I just, <laughs> like, my autocorrect on my fucking email. My key, my key, my keyboard slipped. Yeah. Was, oh fuck! I hit send, and he just owned it. Yeah, it was like he he typed out like K A R L S, and it autocorrected to Magna. Manga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like fuck. And, Greer's like, fuck yeah, deal. Greer's like, are you sure? Fucking Francis is too proud. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we like we like what we see in him. He's been he's been he's been carrying Eric Carlson's uh bag to the rink really well lately. So Yeah, he was really ballooning like honestly Carlson had a great plus minus <laughs> until Magno left. Right. <laughs> oh good God, dude. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I, so, no, I, to be completely honest, I don't think Eric Carlson fits the chemistry of this team. I don't think he fits the makeup or the chemistry of the defensive core that they have. Um, I, I just see him as more of a liability. I understand that he brings some firepower that in theory, the Kraken could definitely use, but I just see him as so much of a defense. We don't, there's no one to balance him out. Unless you put him on a line with Larson, there's no one to balance out his defensive inadequacies. Yeah, and then I think, and then I think Dunn doesn't I, live I just up to his seven point three contract if he's not. I don't Carlson, think Dunn and, Car- and Carlson make a good line. No, no, you definitely, you know, you fucking no, dude. Mm-mm. You you want to leave Grubauer out to dry and fend for himself even fucking more than they did last year? Put them on yeah, the same stick line. them on the same fucking line. Good yeah, that's God, no. not a good idea. Um, and what are you going to put Alexiak with fucking Carlson? Get out of here. I, Alexiak can... I, I'm going to shoot him into the fucking sun. It's summer. <laughs> it's fucking summer. No one's listening to the podcast anyways. Shoot him into the fucking sun, dude. He's terrible. Good God. He's a playoff performer, I guess. It's hot, hot Alexiak summer, gang. Yeah, good. Fuck. Jesus Christ. That's bumbling. I hope he's at the fucking showcase. I got some some fucking questions to ask him after about six beers. Hey, I bet you know Garrett Hathaway. Yeah, you fucking. Well, Tyson Nash is already gonna be at the fucking showcase, so I'm gonna have enough. I'm gonna have enough fucking. But he's gonna. We're gonna literally be interviewing someone else, and Tyson Nash will be like over on the putting green, and he'll kind of like come over, like look over, and be like, "Oh, you know, you guys want to interview with me?" And I'm be like, "No, no, no. We're good. Thanks. We're going to lunch." <laughs> that fucking turd. Insulting our our potential uh, interviewees before we even do. No, it. I won't interview. That's him, our so style. You, yeah, that's what we do. I I won't interview him, so that's on you, dude. Perfect. If you want Perfect. Tyson Nash's interview, um, I'll just I'll just boo from the fucking putting green the whole time. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know much about Tyson Nash, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be. Is is, is he related to Is he related to Rick? Yes, and Steve. Oh, okay. I have no idea, dude. Probably. Not. 
Probably not. There's another lady in our in our department that has the last name Wells, and so I've been mm. kind of fucking joking with her. Yeah. Mommy. That's what I keep saying. Um, guys that had offensemen that had better plus minuses than Eric Carlson. Most of them. Most of them. Most most everybody. Yeah. Most, I mean, if if, if Simon Benoit was like fifth at twenty nine, Carlson was probably like tenth lowest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like what was like what I was said, Megna? What 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 was he? What was Magna? his plus minus? Uh-huh. Fuck knows, man. I have I, I, he doesn't I, even, doesn't even make the list. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, dude. He's just trying Mag- to fucking feed his family. Megna, Jason Megna, or is it Jacob Megna? Uh, there's two. They're both. They're fucking brothers. Okay. Well, which one is which one? I don't know. They both of them were fucking like. Wait, here you go. He's got Kraken on. It's Jacob. Jacob Magnet. Spelled with a Y. Yeah, with a fucking Y. Jesus Christ. He okay. looks like a fucking nice guy, though. I bet he's a nice dude. I bet he is a nice guy. Oh, shit. He was plus six with San Jose. All right. That's Carlson. what I'm saying. It's Carlson's problem, then. No, that's what I'm saying. They got rid of Magna and Carlson. Carlson. <laughs> uh, that's what Ron Francis was thinking. He's like, there's no fucking way that it's got to be a fluke. This guy has a plus six. With Eric Carlson, who's negative a thousand. Dude, okay, here's here. This is this is big brain Francis right here. Yeah, galaxy brain right now. He wanted Carlson this summer, so he traded for Megna before the deadline last year. Carlson's plus minus was okay with Megna. Traded for Megna last year. Carlson's just plummets, right? His plus minus just plummets. His value drops so then francis can try to go after him for fucking peanuts that's it but he but 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 carlson happened to win the fucking norris and you know so it kind of fucked francis over long yeah. game there you go it's a fucking long game that's what i'm saying i like that okay yeah. i didn't know that megna was a ducks upstart yeah uh and then i think i think they even had like the ducks even had his brother for a little bit too huh. they're just fucking dishing god he jumped between the goals and the ducks quite a bit yeah yeah we don't we don't speak about him we don't we don't talk about that it's fair all right uh no so no i don't i mean looking at carolina is in there and folks i don't know if you've looked at carolina we we made a tweet about it recently um I, i think it was a retweet from somebody like i don't know if you've looked at Carolina's defensive core right now, but they don't need Eric Carlson. In fact, I would argue them re-signing D'Angelo probably is them signaling that they don't need him. If that makes any sense. Um, I I would... Fuck. I would probably have to say that... Fuck, I don't know. You've got to find a defenseman... You've got to find a team... That needs defense. Well, no, it doesn't need defense because obviously the guy's weak with defense. He's going to need an offensive where he can find somebody that's going to offset his lack of defense, where he can contribute on the power play. See, that's what it's going to be. You're you're thinking like Yamir Yager type of style where he's just going to be a power play specialist. I understand he contribute more than that. And on a better team, he's probably going to be a little more defensively sound. But at the end of the day, you've got to make sure that he is on another line. He's a, he's got a line mate 
with somebody that's going to be able to cover for his ass because he's going to take a lot of chances. And right now, Carolina doesn't need him. I looking at Carolina's daily faceoff right now. We retreated it. Like they're, it might be one of the most stacked defensive cores in the fucking league. So why why would you bring this guy in? Who it's not. I'm sure him and Brent Burns are fucking good buddies. Like you know, like I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that they're not good friends, but they did not thrive on the same team because they're. Look at offensive defensemen, right? Like why you would look you at do the, that you yourself? look at these defensive pairings right now with the Carolina Hurricanes, and you tell me who the weakest link is. Because I'm staring at it right now, and the answer is Tony D'Angelo. But he's not. But that's not. And he's their he's their eighth defenseman. Everybody else, fucking Dmitry Orlov, was just in Boston playing first line minutes. Yeah, I'd probably I'd, I'd shift this around a little bit, but I, I mean, from a NHL, you know, what he brings to a Stanley Cup winning team, probably Tony D'Angelo, dude, because Brady Shea can play a very similar game, but, but more more defensively than Tony. But D'Angelo. that's and that's what I'm like. That's a compliment. Like I'm not saying I think Tony D'Angelo is. I think he takes a lot of heat for all the bullshit that he did back in the pandemic. Sure. I, I think in because of that, like people look at him with, well, what's the opposite of rose colored glasses, shit colored glasses where they, they kind of underrate his value. No, he didn't do well in Philly um, because a Philly's terrible and B torts is a dickhead. Yeah. Nobody did well. except for Like Kodak. no, nobody did well. Like everybody's value is going to go down in Philly. So you talk about Tony D'Angelo going back where he, he did have success with Carolina before. He's just going back. Um, I, oh, we, I guess we could announce that Tony D'Angelo is going back to the Carolina Hurricanes. There you go. Um, it's like a one-year deal at one point, it's something low. Um, but I he's mean, just feeling – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, don't don't tell me that you didn't go a little fucking crazy in 2020 with all this bullshit too, dude. Like, Totally. You know? Maybe maybe he he's he's definitely more normal than that version of himself. Anyways, like we're we all a little fucking nuts, dude. We haven't heard a peep out of him since. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like man. it's it, no one. It's, we were losing and, our shit, man. Right, like and it's it, you know the old saying of like don't you know don't meet your heroes or don't idolize your heroes because like it's at the end of the day you don't know these people that well. Right. You know, and we, we know hockey players just in the sense of because of how we grew up and you know being in that community. And look, I, I guarantee you, especially with like how how the world works with like how the media is a little more, you know, especially hockey media, there's a separation because they never they didn't necessarily play, and they try to take like a world that doesn't necessarily fit with hockey mm-hmm. and apply it to it. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, if you if you sit down with one of these guys and have a beer with them, chances are you might not like them, but that's okay. You're not supposed to agree with everybody. And when it comes to hockey players, you definitely shouldn't be taking political advice from them. Completely agree. I think I think there's there a lot of hockey players that you won't like having a beer with just because they're going to be boring as fuck. That too. I think they'd be so boring. Like, dude, I picked up a new shooter tutor yesterday. Dude, I mean, I, I'm thinking so. Like, I'm oh thinking, man, were you using that with the green biscuit? Whoa. <laughs> Did you tape like did you tape from the fucking toe to the heel or heel to toe? Like what'd you no, do? No, no, man. I just put one single loose piece of tape in the center. Oh, Did, didn't even do the back. 
Street hockey, baby. Am I right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, fucking yeah. right, bud. Fucking rights. I mean, I'm. I you know, I think I think back to the good fucking hockey teams that I was on as a kid. Mm-hmm. The kids that were the best players were fucking losers, dude. Yeah, honestly, 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 they know? were real. They were real dicks. Um, yeah. I'm not. That's not saying everything. Uh, so, uh, like the locals, the locals around here. I, I I never knew Tyler Johnson. He was slightly above me, so I have no idea what kind of guy he is. From what I hear, I, I am friends with like who are family with him. Mm. sounds like a great dude um and the yamamoto uh kyler like he's from spokane i I did play with him a little bit but i never knew him like he wasn't a friend of mine so i don't really know but just knowing the dudes that like actually went further than you know club hockey yeah uh, god it's hard to find somebody that was uh redeemable I think I think those short kings. I think those short kings would be fucking fun to drink beer with. I bet yeah. TJ. I bet TJ's a good dude, and Yammer. I've heard nothing Yammer, but good things. I wish Yammer would fucking Yammer might be a, a surprise guest at this golf. Tournament. We gotta get. We've gotta find. If if you're listening to this, Kyler, we would love to have you on the show. We will. God. We will make it happen somehow. Where would Where would he be right now that he's we gotta send him actually a, listening to this? We gotta send him a fax. Yeah, you think he uses that system of Kyler? What's your what's your pager number? <laughs> eight send, zero zero eight. I'm gonna send him boobs, boobs eight zero zero five eight zero zero eight five. He'll get back to yeah, us. Yeah, I don't even know what we were talking about. This fucking summer episode, dude. Like the sun is just the sun has clearly drained my fucking yeah. Oh yeah, brain. absolutely. We, we yeah. were talking about uh, Eric Carlson going somewhere. Um, teams that are rumored to take him are the Kraken, which to me doesn't make any sense. Carolina, which now doesn't make any sense now that they got, you know, the poor man version of him, which is Tony D'Angelo. Uh, I think the only teams that are left that are in on it are like Pittsburgh and somebody else. Does he say no? Like I haven't, I haven't followed this a ton. Like if Chicago came to them tomorrow and was like, bro, there's no way. No. No, he wants he he doesn't he care about money. Cut. He's getting money right now. If he just cared about money, he would stay right where he's at. But he wants to compete because he is he's fallen into this ever shrinking category of mid to early two thousand stars that don't have a cup. Yeah, but you're not gonna get a cup at your fucking price range, dude. You're just you're just not unless you're Connor McDavid and like, yeah. You think? I, I mean, I'm. It's hard to be put into this situation. Like I personally, like, I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to look at it. Like he's already drawn a pretty decent pay- paycheck from the San Jose Sharks. If he had the option, he doesn't. But if he had the option, would he? Would you ditch salary just to go to a different team? Like I don't mean like distribute it to the Coyotes or something. I mean like give like give up salary. Like take take. Less than a Vince Dunn contract. Do, do a do a Zadina. I mean, I I mean I say yes, but it's because I'm not making fucking ten mil a year, dude. Right. You know, I don't know what that money looks like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So like, even even six mil a year sounds fucking amazing. I'd go yeah. do that shit. And oh go shit, play league. For, I'll take league minimum tomorrow. League minimum would yeah, solve a lot right. of problems in my life, dude. <laughs> that's right. You could drink all the fucking lemon iced teas that you want to drink, dude. Oh my god, yes, these are fucking delicious, by the way. Yeah, those give me heartburn. Shout out, shout out to Lindsay for picking these up. This was delicious. That's one of my favorite names, dude. I ever told you that? 
Lindsay? Yeah, that's a cool fucking name. It's a great name. I know a we know a dude named Lindsay, and he's a fucking beauty. I haven't talked to him in forever. Dude, Lindsay, shout out! Holy shit! Shout out to Lindsay Gorill. Fucking baller, dude. Absolute beauty. Yeah. Same birthday as me. How about that? Oh no shit! I didn't. Yeah, know. I was born like fucking two hours before him or some shit. Fucking his brother hates me, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, his brother's wife sucks. So. <laughs> I mean, did I say that out loud no, on a, on a public forum? No. He, okay. hates, he hates me just because I used to confuse them all the time. Oh. I used well, to call him Lindsay. He's like, I'm fucking Brandon. Yeah, well, that's on you. Well, he doesn't have to get angry about it. People call me Chase every day. Oh, yeah, I get Tyler a lot. Tyler? Okay, that's, yeah. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah, fuck People, Carlson. I don't want him. Bring in, bring in yep. fucking, bring in... Bring in Dimitri Orlov. Bring in fucking uh, Tony D'Angelo. As far as I'm concerned, uh, it, of all the teams that are still apparently kicking tires on Carlson, send him to Pittsburgh. Totally sure. happy with that. Sure. He can, yeah, he can go to Pittsburgh division. and live out the, the twilight years of Crosby and Malkin. On a side note, I do kind of like what Dubas is doing for that team. We, we said mean, there was only a couple options, and he said, fuck it, let's go. Yep. This is all I can do. Let's just fucking do it. Let's see it's what happens. It's the Yarmo line and balls to the walls. Like, fuck it. We're just doing it. 100%. Which, it's the, I talked with Crosby and Malkin, which and this is as good as we can do. Yeah, Which sure. I'm all about. Like, look, we, you and I went through the dead puck era, where we grew up in the early 2000s watching hockey, and everybody was fucking scared to even send a goddamn AHL prospect across the trade wire because mm. – because oh my god, we, we got we we spent so much time developing this kid and blah 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 blah. blah. Nowadays, I, I th- like Vegas. Thank, fucking mark this on the calendar. Thank God for Vegas. Thank the hockey gods for Vegas winning the cup. Because since this is a copycat league, everybody looks at Vegas and they're like, oh shit, they weren't patient. They actually just like, I don't bought their team. They actually just like went and got good players. And then they won the cup. Weird. Well, I mean, it helps being the fucking, you know, titty they, show and, sure. and, you know, they, casino of the world. But Definitely. Definitely. You, you have a better chance of attracting players. Um, many players have already said that you know, Vegas is probably the best market to play in at the moment. I, I would like to think that Seattle is also going in on that. Yeah. Um, I would love to. Oh God, I would love to talk to Kyler about that and ask. You know, like after a little while, ask how you know just playing in the Seattle market is. I bet. I mean, be. dude, the fans are fucking nuts. Yeah, we've talked about this a couple times. Like, you know, I, I've been to quite a few, quite a few rinks. Like, I've been to, I've been to Vegas, I've been to Phoenix, I've been to um, Toronto, I've been to fucking mm-hmm. uh, Anaheim, L.A. Uh, almost went to a San Jose game. Kind of pissed that I didn't. But anyways, the the Kraken fans are actually fucking pretty good. Like they've been, they, they've, it's pretty good for the area has been hurting for pro hockey for as long as I've been alive. Yeah. So it's it's finally coming out. Speaking of, we're hitting the we're hitting the uh, op- opening night game. Yes. That's gonna be fucking. That game is gonna be off the fucking hook. They're gonna be p- playing Colorado at home. Yeah, if I can't get that off, like I'm waking up at four a.m. and I'm fucking driving to work. So damn right. Yeah, I'll fucking we'll, do it. I don't care. We'll make it happen. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, Eric Carlson 
he can go to Pittsburgh and that that'll be all she wrote. Um, the other word on that, uh, things that we wrote down, Patrice Bergeron. Before before we get to Bergeron, I do yep. I do want to talk about Bergs. Um, we got to talk about this little sports book that we know of. Oh yes, we are familiar yeah. with yeah. this uh, with this gambling this gambling thing. Sure do. I mean, you got. I, I'm sure they got women's soccer on there. That's going on right now. I'm sure they got just a bunch of bunch of random shit, some baseball and stuff. So, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm tell talking me, about. That's the thing. Tell me a little bit about it. DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, new customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. You can bet just $5. That is one latte, folks, to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Do a little bit of betting, huh? Unless you uh-huh. have a gambling problem. Then you and probably if you, shouldn't. If you, if you do, you shouldn't do that. Um, but if it's not a problem, definitely download the app. If it is, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas in West Virginia. If you're gambling in West Virginia, what up, dudes? Uh <laughs> But if you have a gambling problem in West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com, DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. Woohoo! Yeah. Made it through. Uh, while you were while you were going through that, I was actually curious what the Stanley Cup odds are right now. The, the way too early Stanley Cup odds. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was being real fucking clever going into it. Like I had a team in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I I bet I could get some good odds on this. I go to Draft DraftKings and they fucking read my mind. Oh, God. Carolina Hurricanes are the favorites to win the Cup. Really, Carolina Hurricanes plus eight hundred. No, no other book has the the Canes, uh, but so like go to FanDuel or whatever. Like that, I, I they don't have the Canes. I was like in my head, I'm like, dude, I'm putting some money on the fucking Hurricanes. Yeah, they could be sneaky. I if they can I just don't... be healthy. All they need to do is be healthy. That's I'd it. love. I'd love to see them. I need. I think they need a little help up front. Still. I don't think I think Michael Bunting helps move the needle a little bit. Obviously, a healthy Svechnikov. Um, let's pull this up. Let's just go ahead and, and do a little bit of hurricane talk. It's a talk good a squad. I I don't know, man. It's a I, really good squad. This this is a problem for me. What do you got? Jesper Kokaniemi is a fucking problem for me. He is not a second line center in my opinion. 
I know he's still fairly young, but how long can we fucking tell people that he's still fucking young? Um, how old is he? He's probably twenty three. He's he's young, dude. He is, That's but I just pretty. I don't think he's I don't think he's that great of a player. Okay. Um, I think he's a bit whiny. Okay. On top of things, but I you know I I do I do agree. I think I think bunting actually adds a little bit of. Um, <laughs> it's funny to say this, but I think a little bit of kind of veteran scoring. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. All Red Wings fans are fucking punching air. Just right laughing, now. yes. But yeah. I mean, with Seth Jarvis, Nekis, uh, you know, some of those guys, I think uh, Jack Jury's pretty young. So I think that, and, and even Svechnikov's a little young. So I mean, you know, brings brings a guy in that's a little wow. older in the locker. These, room, odd, these odds are blowing my mind right now. Um, no, I I agree. Uh, I I think I really do like a man. Maybe I'm biased because I, I just look at this blue line and I fall in love. Mm-hmm. This blue line mm-hmm. is a fucking work of art, and I can't even I, I can't even believe that this is an actual blue line. Like it, it might be the best blue line in the league. I mean, do you even need to score goals with your forwards if you have that six? Like do you, your do you... your your supplemental scoring is your blue line. Sure. Like sure. this, this is a really good fucking blue line. I, I just, yeah. if Dmitry Orlov and Tony D'Angelo are your bottom pair, you're doing something right. Sure. Yeah. And I understand I, you'll move these pieces around, but still, you know what I mean. Well, and I think I think Carolina. I mean, we'd have Tony's to probably really, going to get some power play time. Yeah, I mean, we'd really have to dig into some like secondary stats and stuff. But sure, I think Carolina did have one of the top scoring defense units last year really good man it right and really they added good. guys like they added guys like fucking or orlov is so team. underrated man like yeah. he's so underrated good, i think that he's such a for sure great player those top four guys i are are just solid yeah yeah no i i like i like that i definitely if i was you i would go find another sports book that really undervalues them sure i was uh, i was because i was hoping that i was like oh everybody's gonna be on on fucking you know, this, that, and the other, but no, the Canes, uh, according to, so, uh, you've got draft book. Uh, okay. Have you pulled it up already? Uh, no, don't pull it up then. Don't, don't pull it up. Who's number two. Who's behind the Canes according to DraftKings? Who's ben. behind the Canes? Boston lost Bergeron and people are going to lose their fucking minds. Um, I'm going to go with Vegas. According to DraftKings, they are one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Wow. To win the cup. Wow. Uh, Carolina is at plus 800. Uh, tied at second are the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fuck. And the New Jersey Devils. So maybe we aren't necessarily putting too much faith into this. No, I don't really love this list. I don't. But, <laughs> but if you're. <laughs> Yeah, I, but but here's but here's the thing with this list, right? Like you, we like Carolina. I think I, I'm with you on that. I think Carolina's got a good shot just based on their decor. Um, but there's some other teams down low. I mean, Vegas at six. I think DraftKings put Toronto up there so they'll like get more Toronto betters. Like, yeah, oh, we're gonna that... we're gonna fucking fleece these motherfuckers. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> no fucking way they're gonna win. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that list is a little. That's a little sketchy. I, I'm not saying Carolina doesn't deserve to be. Up I, there, I I still but, do like that. I think that yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think okay. I think so did some I'm, good things. So I'm on another sports book right now. 
Um, Colorado Avalanche plus nine hundred. Uh, Kane, okay. uh, Canes plus nine hundred. So tied, tied for first. So okay, everybody has been reading my mind. Uh, shit, Devils and Leafs are right behind him at plus eleven hundred. Dang. Edmonton. Oh, Edmonton also plus eleven hundred. Okay. Uh, Vegas plus thirteen hundred. Tampa fourteen hundred. Boston fifteen hundred. Boy, Boston definitely fell without old Bergey. I mean, understandable. You know, you what one C Pavel Zaka? Ugh, I don't like that yeah, at all. That hurts. I mean, Krejci's gone too, huh? I would assume so. Yeah. Damn. I would assume so. And that's well, they both signed one year, so I mean, uh, maybe Krejci and if just Bergeron's not coming back yet, I don't know. Well, I haven't heard anything on Krejci, but if Bergeron's not coming back, I if I'm Krejci, I'm not yeah. coming back. Yeah, they're looking for a one C right now. I bet you. Yeah. Yep, I would say so. That probably makes sense. Uh, Detroit Red Wings plus fifty five hundred. Whoa, where are my duckies at? Uh, thirteen thousand. Nice <laughs> value. That's a good value pick. Folks. Hell of a deal right there. Yeah, that's a fucking steal. Mm-hmm. Throw, yeah, throw the house on that one. Exactly. Where are the, uh, the crackies at? Kraken. Twenty six hundred. Are... That's my guess. Plus five thousand. They're up there. I I think that's okay. Do I think the Kraken are going to win the cup? No, but like, I think they're definitely undervalued in this. Super undervalued. Definitely undervalued. Yeah, that's full on. Grubauer's not going to have. Grubauer's going to have the same fucking season. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I, I honestly, I hope for our sake so that we can stop fucking talking about Grubauer being a piece of shit. Me too. I I hope I hope he has like he just get closer to the fucking average line, dude. You know, like if yeah. he can get closer to the average line, like it's just it's gonna That's be all a we need time. from him. That's all yeah. we need. We just yeah. need acceptable goaltending. What is what is while well, we're kind of talking about this? What is an acceptable goals against and save percentage for this man? Just an easy. Just an easy thing that anybody can understand. Like, what is what? What should we be seeing on NHL.com? Like, should I okay be acceptable? Should I tailor this answer to Grubauer himself, or should I be basing it off of the league? Ooh, because Grubauer, I will be happy with over nine hundred. Okay. Okay, like if he's nine oh two, it's been a good season. Fuck. But like like league average. Like league average, like what I would like to see from him, I, I would like to see nine ten, nine fifteen. That's exactly what I was thinking. Nine ten, nine ten would be a. I I have high expectations for him, right? Okay. You've had you've had two poor regular seasons in a row, right? You're mm-hmm. signed on for three what three more years, two more years, something like that. Yep. Yep. You got to show me something, right? Yep. Or even yep. even the Grubauer stands are going to start losing fucking faith, right? Like, you got to show me 9-10, I think. Oh, I, they were reinvigorated because of the playoffs. Like, well, oh, and fucking I, haters. You know what? And it, pff, Well, yeah, they're fucking dipshits. But, right. I, you know, I, I think I think, I think, think a 9-10 and a, oh, Jesus. I'll, I mean, I'll say close to three, right? So, like, a 2-8-5 or a 2-9 or something like that, say, Eric Goldsmiths, okay. right? Yeah, like, I think, I, that. I think that's, that's fairly, like, I, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Because I because I trust in the offense and that's much better than what he's been. 
Sure. So that's what I that's what I'd like to see out of you, Philip. Um, because he him and Yammer are chilling right now, drinking a couple beers, listening to the podcast. So. Uh, I just want to want to let them both know that that's kind of what I'm thinking out of Philly. I'm very excited. We can we'll go down a rabbit hole with the Kraken. Uh, so with Bergeron, we we did talk a little bit about with Boston. Um, great career. Uh, is God, he a fucking stud? So uh, two questions for you. First, does it sound about right that he only got one cup, or do you think he deserved more? Um. I mean, you, you just you can't be picky about having a cup under your belt. Sure. Right. So you can't you can't be upset about having one. Um, okay. I felt like some of those teams. I mean, everyone everyone's gonna always look at twenty twenty three and say, "What the fuck could have happened?" You know. How did you uh, blow it to single? How did yeah. yeah? How did you how did you do this? Um, but yeah. So I mean, I think I think you can look at that year and say like maybe maybe he should. Oh, you were thinking about this year too. Yeah. See, I was thinking about when they went to the cup against St. Louis. And... Yes. Well, St. Louis too. Right, I mean, yeah, that too. But yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying this year, like you, you can't have that good of a fucking season and then just absolutely shit the pool. So, right. um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, does he deserve more? Yeah, he's, he's a good dude, plays a good two way game, which he just, you know, not a lot of people put a ton of appreciation towards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the in the generic hockey world, I think I think a lot of us kind of you know the, the you know our fucking smarties and our back end guys. Um, we, we all like two way guys, but I think, I think so in that regard, right? Like, I think, yeah, sure. I think he probably deserved a couple more, but fuck man. I mean, a great career. Seems like a good dude. He's, he's somebody that, you know, I don't think he drinks beer, but like, I think if he was just happened to be in a bar for like a fucking, I don't know, fundraiser or something. And yep. you just, you know, walked up to him, he'd be like, yeah, dude, let me get you a beer. Like, I don't know. Yep. It just seems like a good dude. So. I agree. Uh, yeah, great career. Uh, sure, I would give him a couple more cups, but that's just because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I like that. I get that. And, I, you know, um, he definitely had his chances to get more than one cup. And, and sure. honestly, you can't complain with, with getting one. So nothing wrong with that. Uh, question two for you. Does Bergeron rank in the top five Bruins of all time? Oh, fuck. I got a, I got a buddy who is just a absolute diehard Bruins fan and would be a much better person to ask about this. Um, I would say yes. I, I He's think, in the top five, for sure. Uh, top five, I, I think yes, just because... I mean, He's not the greatest. Dude, they got, but, like, Neely, they got... Oh, yeah. Man, they, had, they had so many fucking guys. I, I yeah. Fucking I, I mean, Bobby I Orr. Dig into it. They got Bobby fucking Orr. Um, I, I think just He's recency bias... Recency bias, for sure, but I mean... But that leads me in my next question for you, is there there is serious talk right now of renaming the Selkie after him. Oh, I'm totally for that. Okay, so, because I was was reading, like, apparently the consensus is the closest competition to him is Pavel Datsuk. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I would say Datsuk and uh, Kopitar has been, had his name tossed in there a couple times. yeah. Yeah, so, and I would yeah, say that you could even make those recency kind of things, you know. A hundred percent. But, I mean, if you go far back enough, you could... But also those, you know, hockey players were significantly worse 30 years ago. I mean, Bergeron just doesn't really flow off the fucking tongue, though. No. Even Datsuk fucking flows better than Bergeron. 
Well, nobody wants to put Dotsuk's name on anything right now because he be he turned into a fucking weird weirdo. But oh, is he? Oh yeah, he went to, he went off to like some weird religious cult thing out in Russia. No fucking way. Yeah, he got Hell he got yeah, dude. he got real weird. Where do um, I see this? Does he have like a fucking Pinterest or something? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I know that he's still coaching in the KHL and he's very happy about it. Fuck so yeah, dude. He's probably he probably like moonlights as a general out in Ukraine. So. Oh, good uh, for him. Yeah, good for he him. Flies he's, Apaches and shit. He's got he's got a he's got a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I I think that this is. I mean, to Bruins fans, this is a arguably an end of an era. You know, it, it's it, with Bergeron retiring, it's going to signal as much as leadership might not want it. Uh, I was even kind of making this argument on Twitter that you know I don't I don't think management is probably ready for a forced rebuild or a retool. They might try to replace him with whatever they can do. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I think maybe it's very possible that the retirement of Bergeron kind of signals the, you know, to the upset of Charlie Coyle and Brad Marchand, this might signal the end of the era. Ooh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I think. Are they going to be competitive next year? Of course. Like, I'm not, I'm not counting them out, but I just. I don't know if this team. I don't know. They're just, they're definitely not a street. That that center depth is non-existent. Oh, it's gone. It's absolutely gone. Um, I I think Mar- Marshan is thirty five, right? So Mar- Marshan's a player who's probably going to play another Two, three, three, four, or five years. Yeah, tops. So, um, I mean, you're really looking at Charlie McAvoy and, and Pasternak, right? Yeah, those are, those are your guys. So I mean, we still have the Hampus Lindholms of the world, right? Like, um, you know, there, there's still a few options. I think them moving Taylor Hall was like a weird signal, right? That's that to me is a signal of like, okay, you know, maybe one more kick at the can, maybe two more kicks at the can. Uh, Marshan, you know, when, whenever Marshan is ready to kind of move on, mm-hmm. uh, because Bergeron and Krejci are out of there. That that to me is the end of the era, right? I think I think Marshan deserves deserves you know a, a couple more years if he wants to be in Boston. I think he deserves it. He's played pretty fucking good for them. Um, but yeah, I mean with Pasternak and McAvoy, you have to just kind of make that decision and uh, get really deep into your prospect pool and decide. Uh, there there was one year too. I've seen this on Twitter a couple times, but uh, there was one year where Boston had like three first round picks, pretty back to back to back, and. They fucked them all up. Like they literally, the only guy that they picked who has played any NHL time is uh, is uh, DeBrusque. Um, and so a little. I mean, you know, we'd have to bring in an expert to kind of dig into their prospect pool a little bit. But I think, yeah, I think you're looking at probably at least a retool in the next two years with the center depth that they have. So I agree. I agree. Yeah, unless they bring somebody in. I mean, it's it's not that hard to bring people in. Um, I shit. I mean, the amount of times that the Ducks have traded with Boston in the last three, four, or five years is yeah. pretty fucking intense. And yep. Adam Henrique's not fucking done. So I could see them potentially doing something like that, where they bring What's in a Joe guy. Thornton who's, up to me nowadays? I think Joe Thornton is. Um, he just bought a uh, tactical mask and yeah. a tactical knife. Okay from the from the auction so yeah he he definitely gives off uh like crazy 
fucking hoarder uh, oh, yeah. prepper vibes. He lives in the fucking woods for sure. He's, like, he's got he's got a bunker, absolutely. Yeah, multiple, no, definitely multiple bunkers. You think mul- you think he has more than one bunker? Uh, at least one in every town that he's played in. That's fucking. That's just smart. That's just smart business. Mm-hmm. It is. It yeah. is. He rents them out as B and Bs. That's brilliant. You you Joe, could actually you could do so like people people are into that weird shit, dude. Joe Thornton's B and B bunkers. I like it. I would stay I, there, dude. I would. I'd I'd pay a hundred. But you can't leave the entire time. You literally just you have to do whatever's in his bunker. You have he's to got, pre- like, you have to pretend that there was a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a fake fucking escape room. He he stands outside and he makes noises. <laughs> Eat the fucking beans, <laughs> dude. That's an experience. I would I would pay money to go do that. Runs out of sound effects. He's like, is that a lightsaber? I'm just imagining him on the fucking. Sorry to click that onto the YouTube. You're good. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining him with a fucking soundboard just like right outside the door, you know? Just yeah, just lightsaber soundbar. <laughs> yeah. That's dedication, shit. though. That's dedication. Mm-hmm. He'd have to hire some people for all the teams that he's played for to go fucking right. stay at the bunkers. But Well, okay. Look, if you're Boston and you need to make room, all you got to do is take a cue from the Toronto Maple Leafs and just put your goalie on LTIR. Yeah. If, so, Boston, if Boston really... Sorry, last Boston thing, then we can move yep, on to what you're yep. trying to do. Um, if Boston really wanted to get crazy and keep their window open for a little bit with Pasta and, and if DeBrusque is going to stay in McAvoy, mm-hmm. uh, you got to move one of the attendees. Got to move one of the attendees. Probably yeah. Olmark, because he's got the higher value. Uh, move Olmark... You know, get a number one center, get, you know, maybe maybe a winger to go with him and a prospect or something. I don't yep. know what you get for Linus Olmark, but um, yeah. Got, Probably got a good attending. return. Yeah, I mean, you'd get, you'd get something pretty nice. And it's something that would at least, you know, escalate your window towards when, when Marshan's ready to fucking go, right? Uh, so that's what I would do. There's your armchair GM for the day. There you go. That's it. Well, I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs could use a goalie. I don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. Matt Murray. The, uh, Matt so shot into the fucking sun. Came out onto the wire. This is how desperate we are for news recently. That or it's you know how does this affect fucking Toronto shit? Yeah, um, that's but, important. Uh, Matt Murray was recently not only placed on LTIR, but it was announced that he will be on LTIR for the remainder of the season that has yet to start. The remainder of his career. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting Wait. like honestly, it's like it wouldn't be surprising if they were like, yeah, he's on LTIR, but he's getting moved to the Coyotes. <laughs> Fucking Matt, what what what's his contract? How many side? How many years is he signed for? <sighs> too many. Too uh, I mean, that's many. accurate. Yeah. That's not that's, that's not incorrect salary. He's getting paid three point seven million dollars. That is that is chump change, dude. That is. Too much money for Matt. That's Murray. still too, still too much is, money, but it's chump change. That is too much money for him. Uh, 
Yeah, it doesn't. His Wikipedia does not say what he's got. That is a that is a fucking third line player on like Jesus normal teams. Matt Murray For is him. Matt Murray's salary is eight million dollars. He is signed four years at twenty five mil. Okay, that's the dumbest Dubis contract. Easy. That's the four years at twenty five mil. So that's that's wait no that's not three that's six point two. No way. There's no oh way that's my right. God. No that four can't no. Be right. That can't be right. There's no way. Four mil, six mil, seven mil, eight mil. AAV is six thousand two hundred and six thousand six million two hundred fifty thousand. Wow. Why Dubis, would you Dubis do fucked that? up. Dubis just gave. Dubas just gave uh, Jari less money. Oh my God! Why would you do that? That's a terrible <sighs> deal. I hate I hate Matt Murray even more now. Oh my I God. hate Matt Murray because I'm not gonna make. He's gonna make more in one year than I'm gonna make in the next like fucking life. I mean, <laughs> pretty fucking close, dude. Like, good <laughs> God, man. That's asinine. It's so dumb. To I, to, I, I, to be shitty. To, to have, what, two cups under his belt? He's not, you he... have to play to be shitty. He's not even playing. Oh, good <laughs> God, man. He's going to go he... start a fucking goalie camp in, like, Oshkosh or something. No, no. Look, look. He, Murray's going to use this opportunity to finally open up his Hot Topic franchises. Hey, Murray. <laughs> Murray's got a hot wife, though. Does he? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pro- probably. His hot wife at Hot Topic? Yeah, he's got a hot wife. Okay. That's fair. Hot hot wife, happy life. That's right. Is that right? That sounds right. I've heard um, somebody say that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Last thing. Uh, I can't believe we didn't even talk about when we were on the Carolina Hurricanes, but uh, Sebastian Ajo gets re-signed. What's the numbers? Uh, Sebastian Ajo... Signs eight year, eight year contract for nine seven. That's pretty fucking good, dude. He's the, he's a pretty underrated player. The fact that you could you got him under ten is pretty good. I mean, it's I completely agree. My initial reaction on this is it's fair. You know, it's not like a steal yeah. for either side. I feel like you know if you're Aho and you were selfish, you could have went for the even ten. And if you're the Canes, you probably push for eight, but you know, or nine. But this is, you know, we're we're arguing about in in their terms, dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. Um, Chunk it's, change, it, pocket. Yeah, money. it's between nine and ten is what I would say the Aho's worth, and you get him at nine seven. I think that I think it's a fair contract for both sides. Completely agree. I think I think Aho is very. I, do I think he's a center? Right, like they, they usually play him at center. I think he's better fit for the wing, but um, that's just that's just the the role that he plays. Like I, I don't, I think it's gonna be a few years until we see them bring anybody in and push him over to the wing. So yeah. I think I think he's he's a center for the first half of that contract, and then a winger for the second half. So I, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a great contract. Um, Sebastian Ajo is Sebastian Ajo to me. Sebastian Ajo, I swear to God, has the same size fucking stick as Zdeno Chara. I don't know. No like, 
you watch him fucking play, and it is way too big for him. It's like a fucking lacrosse defenseman stick, if you know it's what It's like over means. his head. Yeah, it's fucking massive. It's like, dude, what do you... Like, you just... You grew up with, like, your dad's fucking stick, and you just kept kept the fucking... You know, kept adding to it right. as you are getting older. Right. Uh, it's just... It's crazy to watch him, but, yeah, I mean, he's... He's, you know, he, he's in the same vein for me as, he, you know, he's close to the Barkov. He's a little more offensive than Barkov, but he's that good two-way mm-hmm. player. Um, just a fucking gamer, dude. Definitely worth it. God, I feel like it, he's one of those names that I feel like he, because it says on here he's only 26. Yeah. Um, God, it feels like he's, it feels like he's been with the Canes my entire life. Well, cause I, well, I mean, he, he technically has, right but over. like, what's that? I think he came right over. So I think he I think he joined the Canes right after his draft year or like the year after his draft year. So he I mean he's been around for a while. For like seven years of Carolina. Okay, so he's been with Carolina for seven years. Okay, so that's yeah, I mean that's yeah. like when I said like his whole entire time, I meant like my life. Like yeah. I, I feel like he was with the you know, the two thousand three Carolina Hurricanes when they won the cup. Yeah. He wasn't, mm-hmm. but you know, like it just feels like that. Yeah. Just means sure. life's going very slow for you, Chance. God, I know. Which, you know, not bad. I get an extra... It, it feels like my life is going longer, so... I mean, mine started to slow down. People are always like... People are always like, yeah, dude, like... You know, you just... You hit a certain age and things just fucking speed up. Like, dude, I've been fucking... I've been 30 for, like, two years now. You know what I mean? Sure. So You have been 30. You're still 30, right? Yeah, I'm still technically 30. I just turned 30 plus one. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, but I call it 30. Sure. Well, I'm definitely still pretending that I'm not in the 30s. So, yeah, that's good. That's when your body starts to fuck you over. So. Really? Okay. Can't, I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. I literally, I can't sneeze anymore without cracking my back like loudly. Cool. Like vocally in whatever well, room I'm in. I, I'm on the tail end of bronchitis for like the third week. So, dude, that's what Morgan has, bro. It's, it's, I was going to say rough. It's not terrible. It's just, it's just more annoying. Like it just won't go away. Yeah. Stop coughing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would fucking like to. Yeah, exactly, dude. It I was, sucks. But I'm one of those stubborn people that will like, I know I should go to the doctor because like, there's a chance that they'll give me meds that'll make this way shorter. But I, I, I'm like, ah, I'll just, it'll, it'll eventually go away. Yeah. Where's the fun in that? Yeah. Three weeks in, I'm like, okay, I need to go to the doc. So I go to the doc. Like ah, oh, this fucking won't go away. And they're like, yeah, you've got bronchitis. You need to take this, and it'll go away. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Modern medicine, chance you ever heard? Yeah, of it? and it, like in three weeks, it got like like one percent better. And then I take meds in like two days, and it's like ninety percent better. So yeah. weird how that works. I know. I just walk in with the sniffles now, and they're like, here's eighteen pills. You're gonna be you're gonna be running marathons tomorrow. Yeah. So. Exactly. I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm still fat, dude. Like, yeah, those marathon pills. I I know about them. That's, yeah, that's good have you stuff. seen those? I I get targeted ads all the time. Oh my god, my my fucking stepsister growing up, she would take these fish oil pills. You ever seen these fucking fish oil yeah. pills? They're fucking massive. Yeah, they're like horse pills. Yes. Why are they so yeah. fucking big? Because you need that you, much you fish need oil. A lot of fish oil. I guess. Just drink that, though. Right? Like just. Plug your fucking nose, put it in one of the little, like, cough syrup things, uh-huh. and just fucking drink it. You don't need to take a pill that can literally block your fucking airways. What, what if they're... Su- I, I, maybe they sell suppositories. 
I mean, they should. <laughs> It'd be easier to jam it up your BH than it is to fucking <laughs> chug it down your little throat. Good God, those things are stupid big, Jesus dude. Right. Yeah. All right. You got anything else? Um. Not really, man. All right. I know that yeah, we can sit here and probably talk about the futures of the Kraken for another hour, but uh, probably shouldn't do that. Uh, we'll we'll leave you guys with an hour and a half episode of rambling summer episode. Hey. But uh, things to look forward to. So first off, fun interviews that will be coming from the uh, event that we're going to this Saturday. And if you're in the Coeur d'Alene area, make sure you make it out. Uh, awesome, fantastic event that's going to benefit the Community Cancer Fund. That's the showcase. And the website is showcasegolf.com. Go on there, check it out. 20 bucks to go in and see some of your favorite athletes tear it up on the golf course. And uh, what else to look forward to? Oh, yes. Uh, folks, usually during the summer, we'll, we, so we're on the every other week schedule right now, but we'll start diving into our division previews. Ooh. Those are always fun because it kind of gives us an opportunity to, to take a little closer look at teams that we wouldn't normally have time to do. Yeah. So. I think I, I think our summer episodes are pretty fucking sweet. I agree. I agree. And you know what? If you're a new listener, welcome. We're happy you're here. If you have any suggestions on like a fun themed episode for the summer, we are open to that kind of stuff. So let us know. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. A little more active on Twitter than we are on Facebook. But follow us on both. And folks... Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh boy, we'll see you. We'll see you in a couple weeks. But what was that? Live long and prosper. That's a Star Trek thing. Hell yeah. I'm all Goodbye. about that. All right, bye. Goodbye to all.